Welcome to Taking the Rams by the Horns, a podcast that takes current affairs out of current affairs. I'm your host, Rams Mabote. Eusebius Mekaiser is no more. Long live, Eusebius. How does one pay tribute to this larger-than-life man who died suddenly on Tuesday? Even harder, how do I do so on this platform known for satire? Well, I'm going to try. Besides, there are already many tributes pouring out for Eusebius and many more will come out. Let's leave the serious to those. I'm going to try very hard to balance between pay my last respects to Eusebius without losing any of the character of this podcast, but also without being flippant and insensitive. There is a phrase they use in the Western Cape mainly, but I suspect in many other African-speaking communities. This word is meant to depict little or no tolerance for BS. It's called fatigaki. That word singularly and accurately described Eusebius. Anybody who knew him had encountered him, and mostly those who got to sit opposite him in a debate knew clearly and without equivocation that Eusebius Fatikaki. I personally interviewed him twice when I was, I was on radio. On one occasion, it was upon the release of his second book, Run Racist Run. Before accepting my invite, I remember him asking me, are you sure the SABC would be happy with you talking to me? I laughed it off, even though I knew he had a case. He was not the only one known for fatigaki tendencies, even though in the case of the public broadcaster, their fatigakism was based on hiding stuff, unlike that of Eusebius, which was based on digging up the BS. Sometimes I think Eusebius smelled the BS even when it was hidden and buried under loads of sanitizers. And once he brought it to the surface, you could be sure that he would dissect it texture by texture, odor by odor, that by the time he's done with it, he would have laid it onto someone's plate or worse still, which he preferred, on their face for everyone to see it. It is a fact that not many were brave enough to take him on. Who wouldn't be? Not many made a career out of fatigakism just the way Eusebius did. You could forget a small fact, Eusebius would decimate you for it. You could exaggerate, he would lynch you. You could insult women or gay people or blacks, he would bury you alive. Nothing was beyond bounds to him if it was BS, because Eusebius, Fatikaki. And so today, I take you through some of the most memorable Fatikaki moments of Eusebius, either as host of his shows on radio or as guest on other shows. Let me upfront apologize that some of the material I'm going to use here refers to people who are late themselves. So, honestly, no disrespect to them. Besides, I'm convinced that they're already waiting with glee for him in the world up yonder to take revenge, but they must not count on it. I expect Eusebius to be consistent even when he gets there. Four years ago, also, Eusebius was incensed by a former Deputy Secretary General of the ANC, Jesse Duarte. The late Duarte had issued a statement trying to defend her ANC comrade, Tony Yengeni, for, quote, not remembering to declare a discount for that infamous Mercedes M-Class. Yubi, the boy from Makanda, as he was known by those close to him, would not have that. 
And I think the conclusion here is very simple, that Jessie Duarte is not progressive, and the only reason why she doesn't like opinionated people is because when opinions are anchored in factual citations from a court judgment, then it is inconvenient for a bully because it doesn't square with their lies to the public. I think more than anything, Eusebius was incensed by Duarte refusing to give him an interview. You see, unlike some of us, Eusebius got the kick out of taking on his adversaries live, face to face. He wanted them to know directly from him that he does not take BS. I doubt if Jesse Duarte ever gave Eusebius another one-on-one interview after this. May his soul rest in peace. And then there was the Economic Freedom Fighters leader, Julius Malema, who attacked Indian South Africans for being racist. Africans and Indians do not marry each other because majority of those Indians see us as subhuman. You should have seen Eusebius' expression in the Radio 702 studio while playing this clip before delivering his fatikaki retort to Juju. His face moved from rolling his eyes to frowning and later wearing clear disgust as he later lashed the infantile analysis by the men many love to hate. And when he was ready, Eusebius, the only way Eusebius could, in good English, academic language and unsarcastic tone, went for the jugular. I don't know where Julius Malema thinks he gets off to without any empirical sourcing. Just some throw out there that A, it is a robust fact that most Indians vote for the DA. And secondly, even if that fact was true, that he somehow has unique insight as Julius Malema, a nimcompoop, into what the operating logic might be for who it is that someone who's Indian is actually voting for. And I think we've got to call BS on the EFF. I'm sorry, they've been the media darlings for a long time because they've been a wonderful thorn in the side of the ANC. But even if the EFF brigade on Twitter, who think that they will always have an obvious ally in Eusebius Makaiser, go crazy, we're going to call out your racism as much as we call out the racism of Kali Creole. Dear Juju and friends, it wasn't me. I'm simply quoting the quintessential Mr. Fatikaki. And then, this one time Eusebius was guest on Vuyom Voko on SABC, where he was joined by AfriForum's Ernst Roots, who as usual was making a case for racism, only this time dressing it as Afrikaner victimhood. Roots, trying to sound erudite, clearly because he was facing an erudite man, tried to equate white people's challenges with racism that black people still experienced. Now you can touch Eusebius on any studio, but be best advised not to do it on his race and identity studio. Roots was never ready for what came his way. In a few seconds, he got to see what Fatikaki was. No, I'm saying in the first instance, any South African who come onto TV who wants to have a conversation about white people being victims of racism are in the same position as a man coming onto TV and wanting to have an urgent national conversation about sexism against men. You are just utterly misplaced. In theory, women can be, can be sexist. In theory, black people are capable of racism. And I disagree slightly on that conceptually. But the reality is that the actual victims empirically of racism in this country and globally are black people. So when I see a phenotypical white man like yourself coming on TV wanting to prioritize the experiences of white people that are minuscule, it tells me a lot about how ahistorical you are, exactly the accusation you were leveling against Andele. 
I suspect this was the worst 58 seconds of Roots' life. He was figuratively on the floor licking his wounds and Eusebius was smacking, literally. One of the people who for a short period of his infamy loved publicity was former SABC Chief Operating Officer Saudi Muswini. Even though the diminutive dictator was not fond of nor adept at answering any questions. I do not know who advised Saudi to go to Eusebius' studio. Oh, silly me. No one advises Saudi. He's, after all, our own Chuck Norris. And when the infamous non-matriculant tried to give Eusebius a lecture on education, he dug his own grave and it turned out to be deeper than six feet. Cloudy, here's the problem. I'm not even listening to you. You don't have a leg to stand on to talk about the importance of education. If you took education seriously, you would not be undermining the hard work of people who actually finish matric by lying about your own qualification. The fact that you lied about your qualification shows me that you don't actually take education seriously. From there, it was downhill. Saudi was out for the count, but he still tried to put up a fight. Yet, Eusebius was not just the serious and feisty guy. There was a bit of a funny bone in that big body. And sometimes he made jokes about his tribe, like this one time on TED Talks. And a lot of South Africans would like to believe that they are liberal. The academy in South Africa, especially traditional English universities like Rhodes University, a lot of the academics here self-identifies liberal. The media that doesn't always deliver you good news are full of journalists who imagine that they are progressive or liberal. And I want to ask, how committed are these self-identifying liberals to the liberal project? And the answer is not very much. We should redefine liberalism as someone who doesn't have a backbone but who can write a strongly worded letter. I expect the latter-day communists to steal this one and use it against their adversaries, only to say, so said Eusebius. Eusebius was also kind. Sometimes, I need to add. When the racist Adam Katsavelos went out of the country to call black people kefas and still pressed the send button to spread the video across the globe, Eusebius invited Nick Katsavelos, Adam's brother, and granted him what one would call not a Eusebius type of fatikaki interview. I'm not going to jump down the guy's throats. I'm not going to lacerate him. If you're looking for a lynching, go somewhere else or do it yourself. I'm not the head prefect of fighting racism. I'm going to treat the guy with dignity. However, that said, there's also no agreement between me and Nick that any question is off bounds. But such are good journalists and hosts. They are not one-dimensional, and they don't pick a fight unnecessarily. In all of this, there is one thing clear. Eusebius did not spare his fatigakism for the ANC. There are at least 10,000 quotes you can find on him attacking the ruling party, from Beggy to Ramaphosa, especially Zuma. The ANC did not help itself either. Like on this day when they claimed they were shocked by corruption. <laughs> To which Eusebius responded by a typical Fatikaki left hook. What are you shocked by this morning? And what do you vow to do about it? The ANC tells us they're shocked by corruption and they vow to root it out. I'm shocked this morning to discover that I'm no longer a virgin and I vow to reverse that fact. I'm shocked to discover that the ANC is shocked to discover that it is shocked by corruption. Where have you been? South Africa is poorer for your passing, Eusebius Mekaiser. You may not have been everyone's cup of tea. From time to time, you may have rubbed many up the wrong way. And that includes yours truly. 
but your contribution to society with your wisdom, your letters, your debates, your wit, and your fatigakism will be missed. I know you did not believe in a God, a heaven, or a hell, but I suspect your good work is going to condemn you to another life on the other side where some would be glad you came, while others will be screaming, not again. Farewell, brother. Thank you for your short 45 years on earth. Thank you for listening to this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please send your comments to me via email on rams at ramsmabote.com. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Send me your views and memories of Eusebius and his fatigaki moments. Download the My Sowetin app and listen to more of my podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at RamsbyTheHorns and at Sowetin Live. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.